I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio right across from my co-host and producer, Barry Finkel. Hello, Barry. Hello, Matt. Have I told you my therapist's name is Barry? Are you serious? (laughs) Isn't that fucked up? How... Have you seen them for so long? Not and my, like, psychiatrist that I've only seen now for a few months. Still a few months and you never told me? <laughs> it's Mailberry. Okay, okay. B-A-R-R-Y. But that is hilarious. But it is still, yeah. <laughs> I, also, I don't think I've ever referred to him as Barry. Does he know about me? No, not by name. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That bitch. Um, anyway, well, we're kicking off today's episode with old ranting. Then we got Worst Things First, where I shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous, worst news of the week. And then we are diving deep into outdoor activities. If there's something that requires me to move while also being outside, I don't want to do it. And finally, we'll go to all the good stuff that helps the bad shit go down easier with our chasers. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start this show. All right, Barry, what is your gripe this week? Listen, it's not going to be unique here, but I need to say it. Someone's got to say it. Okay, it's fucking hot, and I hate it. I hate this heat, this humidity. It's like walking outside into a bowl of clam chowder. You're the first to ever say this. I know. um, I'm, like, pretty revolutionary in that regard. Um, But I do truly hate it. Yeah. It is kind of nice that we're all experiencing hell together. Yeah. It's It's like globally, we're all burning alive (laughs) yeah isn't that so special (laughs) except for like i guess antarctica yeah the penguins are chilling right but i think the like main thing about the heat and humidity outside is that i personally suffer yes suffer from upper lip sweat Mm. my upper lip it's it's a stash of sweat up there and when i play tennis I started wearing a little wrist sweatband so I could just whoop, wipe that baby off, forehead, upper lip. It's on the face. It's off the face. It's great. Is that what wrist sweatbands are for? Yes. (gasps) And I think that people should just wear them fashionably. I wore one on my walk today. And I'm not letting anyone stop me. I always thought they were just for like sweaty Catching wrists. your arm. No, catching your <laughs> arm sweat. Absolutely not. No, it's for wiping your face off. Wow. And wow. I think that there should be, We, I mean, unhappy hour, we should just come out with a line of wristbands. Honestly, <laughs> honestly we should come out with a line of sweat absorbing products because yes. we need them. We desperately need them. <laughs> yes. And I just think like listeners, winos. If you are sweating on the face, like proudly wear a sweat wristband out yeah. and about. Make it fashion. Yeah, I did buy a sweat headband. Perfect. Yes. I don't love to wear it, 
mostly because my hairline is a little bit farther back. Mm, um, and okay, so okay. <laughs> I, I don't love the kind of space between the headband and the hairline. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. <laughs> but yeah, that is that is generally why I wear hats when I'm out for like a walk yeah. or out for like exercise because it acts as a sweatband right. essentially. But now... We could all just be wearing fashionable wrist sweatbands. So True. my gripe is both the heat and the fact that wrist sweatbands are not a fashion statement right now. I think they should be trending. Can I add to that also? Just oh, please. On the topic of wearing accessories while it is 95 degrees outside, yeah. I don't understand how I'm expected to wear like a backpack or... A um, bra? <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't know how we're just expected to wear bras. Right. Like I'll take off the item of clothing, like a backpack or the accessory, and mm-hmm. there's just... Just a backpack-shaped sweat stain on my oh, back yeah. that I have to walk around with. I would take the train to the office during the summer and would sit on the train with my arms crossed on my lap. <laughs> and one time I stood up and there was like a perfect arrow <laughs> pointing at my feet. <laughs> Humiliating. Because it's like, I know we comfort ourselves by being like, we're all disgusting, but like, some of we, us are more disgusting yeah, than some others. Some of us are more disgusting than others, and some of us are disgusting in more humiliating ways than others. Right, it yeah. It infuriates me that some people look good sweaty. Yeah, that's not fair. Also, I feel like it's rare for that to even be the case. Yeah, it is rare, but it's infuriating when I see it. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> so yeah, what else are you here to gripe about this week? This is a related complaint, and you'll see why. I did a love-hate relationship, let's say, uh-huh. with white sheets. Mm. Love a white sheet. Mm. It, it looks crisp. Mm-hmm. It looks clean. There's something different about sliding into uh, some white sheets than sliding into, like, gray sheets. Yeah, totally. If you have gray sheets on your bed, I'm sorry, trash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you have no taste. Okay. okay. I'm sorry you're disgusting. Wow. I'm sure you're just disguising all of the Taco Bell stains that are, have riddled your bedwear. <laughs> um, white sheets are elite. That being said, they are one-time use only. <laughs> Unfortunately, you do have to throw them away upon completion. Because you know what what they turn into? Yellow sheets. <laughs> exactly. Unfortunately. I gave my sheets a thorough, like soaking in the tub with like an entire jug of OxyClean. <laughs> I the ghost of Willie Mays was standing over my bathtub, <laughs> willing the stains out of these sheets. Cause yeah, I just because I'm so sweaty, I sweat at night. Right. And so there is that kind of like tinge that a sheet takes on that is just There's no way around it. No. And I feel like even bleaching it doesn't really do it. No. I mean, yeah, my secret, I've now, not my secret, this is just what I've Googled and tried. I'm sure I'm mixing chemicals and just creating some type of (laughs) noxious gas in my apartment. But I will fill up my bathtub with really hot water, put the sheets in there. I'll use liquid OxyClean and then Mm. also powder OxyClean. Okay. And then also baking soda and then sometimes vinegar. And then I'll boil a whole kettle of water and oh pour the boiling gosh. water in so it's super hot. Okay. And I'll leave that for like six to eight hours. Oh. And then I put sheets it in the washing machine. Day. Also the hardest thing, carrying the sheets from the bathtub to the washing machine. It's the heaviest thing in the world. Not only is it heavy, but it's, congratulations, we now have a water slide in the house. <laughs> because I've dripped 
pretty much everything that that not only do the sheets retain sweat stains they also retain every bit of moisture <laughs> that could possibly infect it so i'm carrying it to the washing machine dripping water absolutely everywhere all yeah. over the hardwood floor absolutely destroying the foundation warping every surface yeah. then i'll add more liquid OxyClean, more powder, more baking soda, more vinegar. Has it worked? It did. It did. Okay. Okay. That's it, like, good. I think the latest one probably was the most effective in terms of like making them as white as possible. Because I know where the like oil stain is, the like big oil spot of my body. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I see it's not. <laughs> Your memories. Right. And to be clear, yeah, I'm not talking about like semen stains Mm -mm, no unfortunately you're not those come out perfectly fine (laughs) it's the giant oil stain yeah and i'm not even going to start talking about my pillows underneath the pillowcases no no one does no we don't talk of those no and the kind of color that Uh -uh. can only be described as like a radioactive amber i would say (laughs) oh my god (laughs) honestly i bought because there's like a pillow a pillowcase or a pillow cover that I put under the pillowcase. So I basically have two layers of cloth in between my face and the actual pillow. Okay. I have like a hypoallergenic bed bug kind of refuting case right. that zips up. And yeah. then I have a pillowcase that's just the regular pillowcase that goes over that. Right. I know. Well, this actually I do on the topic of sheets and those specifically have another complaint, which is... Those types of bed bug covers and stuff, I understand why they are used. However, it basically makes the material unbreathable. And so when you put that on a mattress, it makes me sweat more. Yeah. And even though it's like then protecting the mattress from it, like it is causing me to sweat. And relatedly, I know that it's a guest bedroom. And if you have a guest bedroom, maybe you're not going like hotel luxe with your products. But... Don't cheap out and get the polyester sheets on a guest bedroom, no, people. No, no, no. You can't do that to your guests. That is the opposite of hospitable. It's truly, That's it's violence. like, please get out of this room. Like, right. it is even a blend. Even a, No, you just got to go cotton. It's yeah. cotton or bust, okay? Right. Guess what? You're going to Egypt and you're getting their cotton. Yeah. And you're putting it on your sheets. Yeah. And you say, you say, welcome to Egypt. Welcome to the pyramids, baby. Right. And then you do sleep that tight. thing where you, put, you kind of do the pray hands and yeah. then you do the snaky thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to sleep like a freaking mummy in here. All you right? Better. Yeah. That's how well you're going to be sleeping in these sheets. Yeah. But polyester, absolutely no breathing. You're sweating around. You're rolling around all night. Uh, there is some product. I don't remember what it's called, but if they're listening... I absolutely will whore myself out for it. Um, That is some type of like pad that you put on your bed and then it plugs into a machine that you keep bedside and you fill that machine with water No, and it temperature controls your bed. So you can set it to whatever temperature you want. It's like a hydration or a hydro temperature system. Okay, I do not understand the technology behind this, but I'm on board. So the machine will heat or cool the water to the, whatever temperature you put in and then circulate it throughout that pad. In so like it's tubes. like a mini waterbed? No. Okay. I <laughs> no, don't, sweetie. I don't, I don't understand the water aspect here. The water, it's like full of tubes, tiny straws Okay. throughout this entire pad, and then it circulates the water at that temperature. Okay, but but the tubes are like within foam. So it's not right. like you're lying on the tubes, you're lying on the foam. Right, right. Okay. 
No, that sounds fun. Cool. Okay, well, uh, Sponsor <laughs> us. Yes. Well, now that you've reacted, I we're going to need a retake of you reacting. I just got really excited about a waterbed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess technologically speaking, it's in the same family as a waterbed. If the Good. waterbed were temperature controlled and See, now we're on to something. filtered, the water in the waterbed was being filtered and temperature controlled. I like that our complaints today basically could be solved by living in the 80s. We want sweatbands and we want waterbeds. Yeah. And those will solve all our problems. I do think it is this particular system that I'm that I've <laughs> Way seen. beyond the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the technology was not I've heard then. other podcasts have it <gasps> as a sponsor. So I know they sponsor. Okay. Um, I do think it's pricey, but, you know, there's a cost to luxury. Yeah, I mean, think about the amount of time that you spend washing your sheets in the bathtub. Time is money. You wouldn't have to be spending that time washing your sheets in the bathtub for six to eight hours. I also, and yes, this is a reflection on me and the kind of, you know, depression of my life, um, <laughs> but I cannot... What suffering you must go through to have to share a bed every single night with another <laughs> hot body during the summer. <laughs> Let me put it that way. <laughs> That's I why think... Alex and I have a king size bed. Well, I don't I don't yeah. even know he's there. That is one luxury of being single is yeah. that you don't have to kind of, you know, be putting up with someone's incessant body heat. Right. But like during the summer, ugh. That's why, like, having a system where you're kind of constantly cooled from below. Right. That is... Okay, you don't need to do the ad yet. We're not sponsored. <laughs> I will literally... <laughs> I will tattoo them on my arm if, Great. They, All right. if they send me that. Perfect. Yeah. All right. I think we've gone on long enough about our complaints about sweating. <laughs> in the summer, everybody is dealing with this. Let's see what uh, you winos have called in about. Let's hear one of our rants from the rant hotline. Cure up. Hello, Rant Hotline. I'm here to rant today about my sister, who has been living in New York for, let's say, two months, and has become that girl. She told me, everything in New York is just so much more efficient. People don't ask unnecessary questions like, how's your day, and how are you doing? And I just love how blunt everyone is. And I feel like the word blunt is used in place of, I don't know, asshole. (laughs) I I don't have time for these 10-minute conversations on the phone. I just need to get my questions answered and then get out. So please, please, please thoroughly roast her for this kind of behavior and for her adopting this I'm a New Yorker attitude. And I don't apologize because I know that both of you live in New York and you probably have met some of this already. So thank you and have a wonderful day. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, welcome to your sister. I can't wait for the next holiday when she comes home and punches you in the face <laughs> for pissing her off because that is how we deal with stuff. Sometimes violence is the answer, actually. Yeah. I would say the pent-up rage that I have in this city, the amount of times that I genuinely want to scream, I'm walking here. That is... <laughs> That is honestly the fight of my life every single day, not to shout that. Yeah. Because yeah. it is shocking how much I need those words to be said. Yeah. I also don't want to, like, worry you. Uh, but here's the thing. It, what I'm hearing is that your sister is noticing the great things about New York when it comes to, like, cutting through small talk 
in service industries mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. those kinds of situations. Great. I don't think that usually transfers to like family phone calls. <laughs> I don't think it's usually like now that I live in New York, like I don't I don't do small talk with my family. Right. She might be using this like new New Yorker attitude to like not want to talk to you as often. <laughs> <laughs> Is there both mean? <laughs> um yeah. Uh Listen, everybody, she has to kind of go through that New Yorker transformation. And perhaps, you know, the city will kind of beat her down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. She you you the, will get the upper hand. Don't worry. Yeah. She has that kind of initial new to New York, like, braggadocio attitude. Yeah. And eventually it'll slap her in the face. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming that when you called it, summer hadn't quite hit yet. Let's see if uh, how she's doing through this first heat wave. All right. Because yeah. let me tell you, New York is disgusting in the summertime. It does smell like trash cooking. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It sounds like maybe she hasn't had her first rat encounter yet, and I'm sure there are many around the corner. So don't worry. You will get the upper hand. And yeah, from the sound of it, this caller um, was in the car, mm-hmm. I'm sure, with the AC blasting. Oh, blasting. Like, you won already. Yeah. <laughs> Your sister is miserable. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's it's what happens. Yeah. You can't blame her. Mm-mm. Anyway, thank you for calling in. And now uh, let's get into the rest of the show. First up, our headlines. All right, worst things first. Let's shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous first news of the week. First! A league of nerds announced that they are officially changing the name of Quidditch. Of course, the fictional sport from Harry Potter uh-huh. to quad ball. Okay. In part to distance itself from certified piece of trash, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> okay. Quad ball. Quad ball. I got quad ball for you right here. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but like you've had so much time to think about a new name and the new name that you come up with is quad ball? Right. I mean, Is it because you're doing it out on the quad of your college? Because that's what was happening at Indiana. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's probably why. It is shocking that like this is a quote unquote sport that yeah. is inspired by even though she's a piece of shit now, um, one of the most kind of inventive fantasy series yeah. of our lifetimes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and you come up with quad ball. Right. Yeah. Like, your imagination had no limits. Like, this could have been any word. Yeah. And it was quad ball. Right. Like, Quidditch is nothing. Right. <laughs> you could have called it... Balambabu. Right. There we go. Balambabu. What was the word that you texted me on accident today? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> My computer, like, started to... Honestly, yeah, this is, be- <laughs> this is a better name for Quidditch. You were saying that your uh, boyfriend that he was smoking to help with nausea, that he had been smoking all, instead of morning, your computer typed Mopatingo. <laughs> M-O-P-U-T-T-I-N-G-O. Mopatingo. That's a great name for Mopatingo. a sport. I'd love to go play Mopatingo. Do you want to play Mopatingo tonight? Yeah. You want to play um, Mopatingo down at the quad? Yeah. I think one of the most egregious things about this is that instead of changing the name, they could have just stopped playing altogether. Yeah. They could have Um, done literally anything else with their time. Right. Yeah. Like read a book even or like 
Yeah. Chosen a different sport, perhaps kickball. Yeah, play kickball. There are so many sports that already exist, actually. Yeah. I also just like don't under like I've seen people play Quidditch and I'm like, that doesn't look fun or like good. Do they still play it with like brooms? Yes. Oh god. I'm like that so like, that sounds so bad. <laughs> like I cringe about the fact that I play kickball. Right. And that's like an established sport. Right. For children, but yes. <laughs> I scored three runs yesterday. Oh my god, Matt! And we we won against the number one team. Oh my gosh! Twelve to three, <gasps> and I. That's why I'm like, did I actually score three? Because there's no way I scored twenty five percent of our points. But maybe you did. But maybe I did. Man, by the end of kickball, they better be lifting you up. That's what I want for you. I want a moment where you do something so exciting and so big that everyone runs out onto the field and lifts you up like it's your bar mitzvah. Yeah, they should. They will. Unfortunately, I will be missing the next two games because Um. I'm going to Chicago. But yeah. Oh, well. Um, anyway. Maybe you can find a nice little quad ball league in Chicago to, <laughs> yeah. to play in your time off. Uh, no. So <laughs> two of the sports governing bodies. Yes, there are two governing bodies. U.S. Quidditch, which is one of them, and Major League Quidditch, which is another one. Both announced last year that they would be pursuing a name change. One reason was because Quidditch is copyrighted by Warner Brothers. But also, yeah, they're hoping that a name change could help them continue to distance themselves from the works of J.K. Rowling. This is how she has destroyed her legacy so much that people who are so devoted to the works that she created... That they literally are humiliating themselves by playing a sport <laughs> that she invented um, are now changing the name to something as stupid as quad ball <laughs> just because she fucked up so badly and just can't admit that trans women are women. <sighs> Gotta love it. They also made an effort to say that their sport has developed a reputation as one of the most progressive sports in the world on gender equality and inclusivity, in part thanks to its gender maximum rule, which stipulates that a team may not have more than four players of the same gender on the field at a time. Cool. I forget how many people play Quidditch. Um, But I guess it must be... More than four. Right. And less than eight? Sure. I think that maybe the original reason for that was because like was guys <laughs> wanted wanted to meet some girls and that was how they did it. Yeah. Um there's also an international Quidditch Association that will adopt the name change globally. I did not realize it was first adapted at Middlebury College in Vermont in mm, 2005 that and it's now played by more than 600 teams in 40 countries. And all 600 teams are saying Fuck you to the person who created their stupid sport. Next, traffic on a turnpike in Florida. Only in Florida. Let me just read the headline as it was written in the Huffington Post. Traffic on Florida's turnpike stop moving. Moving. <laughs> For several hours Monday after a cattle hauler. Get it? Moo. Ah. Caught fire. Oh, no. And dozens of cows had to block the roadway after they were taken to safety. (gasps) You know who's responsible for this? 
Fred the Goat. Fred the Goat. Fred the Goat has um, resorted to domestic terrorism in order to to achieve his goals of setting animals free. Yeah. And if that's what it takes, I'm not endorsing domestic terrorism. (laughs) Um, But in arson, I do appreciate that he's getting into arson, though. I think that's kind of a first for him, maybe. I don't, off the top of my head, recall setting bombs off in the Capitol building. He's just burning. You know, a cattle hauler. That's what the Weather Underground did. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so there was this big semi that caught fire on the Florida Turnpike, and the guy driving it had to, like, quickly pull over, and he had to open the cattle trailer door and allowed about 70 cows to escape the smoke and flames. <laughs> so ultimately, unfortunately, was not—well— Fred the goat did not open the latch, but we don't know where the fire came from. Exactly. The local fire department responded and extinguished the fire. No injuries were reported, but the turnpike was closed in both directions and traffic was diverted for nearly four hours (laughs) so that officials could deal with the fire and round up all of the cows (laughs) that were now roaming down the Florida highway. That is just, I mean, every city has traffic, but I... One of the perks, I think, of living in Florida is that you can show up to the office four hours late (laughs) and believably say, sorry, there were 70 cows on the highway. (laughs) And sure, you probably wouldn't imagine cows in Florida, but like anything goes. Anything goes. Yeah. It's beautiful. Sure, there were 70 cows on the highway. Yeah. Why not? I'm sure the news didn't even show up. The limit does not exist for ridiculous excuses that you can actually use in Florida. Yeah. They did say officials did not immediately say what caused the truck fire. Yeah, because they're being paid not to. Bye, Fred. And finally, a movie theater chain in the UK is offering free tickets to a potentially vulnerable group during Britain's historic heat wave. What is that vulnerable group, you ask? Well, according to a post from Showcase Cinemas... Free tickets for redheads <gasps> on the hottest days ever. You, yeah. You got to get over there. I will spend $1,000 on plane tickets to go watch a movie for free <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> it is funny to think about until you realize, oh, right, it's the UK. Of course, there's going to be a shitload <laughs> of redheads It's where there. they come from. How are they not going to lose money on this? So the point is, if redheads are, and I don't know if everybody knows this, particularly vulnerable to the heat and the mm-hmm, sun mm-hmm. because of our pale porcelain skin. Right. Actually, the sun, I would use the word assault. Yeah, you are a victim. Yeah. Every time I leave my apartment, I'm viciously attacked. Yeah. Beaten even mm-hmm. by the sun's rays. Yeah. Whatever UV stands for. She's penetrating. Yeah. Without your consent. Exactly. I did not ask for this. I did not say okay to this. Um, it's particularly bad in the UK because they are experiencing, as you may know, record heat. So, yeah, this cinema chain in the UK is saying that since redheads are often more vulnerable than most to the sun's rays, we're giving them shelter from the sun inside our fully air-conditioned cinema screens. TBD on how many redheads actually take up this offer, but if I were in the UK, I'd be getting out my little Annie Orphan wig (laughs) and going. Also very exciting for people who are really into redheads because it's like now you can just go to the cinema and get your pick. Right. You can have your pick of all the fire crotch you want. Yeah. You can get the burning bush (laughs) for free, actually. Right, yeah. You don't even have to go to the desert. 
I do like that the story says, research has found that people with pale skin, freckles, and red hair are more at risk of developing skin cancer due to their genes, although heat of this scale is dangerous for anyone. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you put someone in a microwave, they're going to explode no matter what their hair color is. So thank uh you for that. Um, Anyway, that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we're going outside. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest Who Liberty stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Shimon Liai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense that you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now, I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully, no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right. Well, we are firmly in the middle of summer. It is approximately the temperature of the inside of Mount Vesuvius. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a wordsmith. (laughs) I can paint a picture. (laughs) Guess what? It's so hot outside. It's like, uh, I don't know, like a volcano, maybe. Oh, shit. Yeah. I ever felt the inside of a lava. This is what it feels like right now. Yeah. I just imagine that whatever is happening inside of an egg when it's hard boiling, that is what's happening inside of my body every time (laughs) I step outside in this heat. Uh, It's not great. No. And I want someone to just put me in a little ice bath like you're supposed to for a hard boiled uh, egg. Yeah. I would walk around with an ice cube shoved up my anus. Oh, that sounds nice. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. I yeah, we should run some experiments. Yeah, I have the kind of ice tray that's used where it makes really long ice for oh, water right, bottles. For a water bottle. So, yeah, that's true. Cuz right, actually how... we need to go. Um so we'll <laughs> we'll come back to this podcast later. Basically, if you ever see me in public sitting on a towel, now you know why. <laughs> it's not cuz I peed myself. Right. No, it's because I have a melting <laughs> ice cube shoved up my colon. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know how those there's those experiments that are like, here's how long each shape of an ice cube would last in liquid? Because mm. it's like, that's why they use a giant yeah. cube for whiskey, because it stays right. longer, the amount of surface area. Your child, I am picturing this already, that like your future child at their science experiment for like the fifth grade <laughs> science day is going to be that, but for what ice shape melt fastest in an asshole? Yeah. They're going to win. 
or be kicked out. This will be my new TikTok series <laughs> where I just shove different shaped ice cubes up my ass <laughs> and then set a timer and see how long, <laughs> how long it lasts. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I do think... <laughs> I do think like an egg shape would probably be. Yeah. See, I just don't know what. How far up would it just kind of keep going? <laughs> I don't know. It's only one way to find out. This is why I don't understand why when people go into the emergency room with like baby carrots stuck up their ass. Yeah. It's like you could have used an ice cube. Right. Anyway. <laughs> They're not just for murdering. The point is, it's hot outside. Yeah. Um, and what's always shocking to me is not only do people go outside, but they're also doing stuff outside. Insane. And that's always pretty shocking and upsetting to me. Yeah. Um, in fact, outdoor activities are like an entire genre of activities. Mm-hmm. I actually took in high school, freshman and sophomore year, you just took the like standard PE class. But right. then junior and senior year, you got to choose like from options, uh, there was like volleyball, football, basketball, but then there was one called like outdoor exercise. Where you do like bocce ball and stuff? No, that would have been way better All actually. Right, that we, t- we had one that was bocce ball. Also, it, it wasn't called physical education or gym at my high school. It was called kinetic wellness. Wow, that sounds horrible. It was so stupid. I Shout was, out Nutrier. <laughs> I was going to say, now Nutrier is such such a legendary school in the sort of mythos of Chicago, <laughs> but also like us, that I always forget if you actually went there. or if No, I, I actually went there. <laughs> I fully went to Nutrier. Trevian. <laughs> yeah. No, this was like... Uh, Bike riding. It was oh. basically just bike bike riding. Okay. I think we had an archery lesson, which is Ooh. shocking to me that they gave a bunch of children <laughs> bows and arrows. <laughs> but mostly it was bike riding because our high school was right across the street from like a gated community, which I don't believe anybody in my school actually lived in that community because okay. they all went to the private schools. But you could enter it. And so literally during gym class, we would all get on our bikes and then ride through the gated community. <laughs> A field trip through the rich neighborhood. (laughs) That's, I forget what the gated community was called, but someone there had an entire replica of Graceland, Elvis's house, built. Oh, my lord. I've thought way too much about Elvis in the last month. Have you seen the movie? No, but that movie has like penetrated the culture. Yeah. And I see so many TikTok jokes about the fact that Elvis died having four months of shit inside of him. Which is shocking. So much shit. Yeah. I mean, he literally died of constipation. Yeah, he could have used an ice cube or two. Yeah. I don't think that would work, but I. Yeah, I I think it would make it much worse, actually. (laughs) If I know anything about temperature, freezing the (laughs) solid shit inside of you. Um, doesn't sound great. I can't. Anyway. Where where are we going with this? The point is, there's a lot of outdoor activities. I took a class on it, and I don't like a lot of them. Yeah. So let's go through um, some horrible outdoor activities. First, cycling. Mm. Um, Not to be confused with biking, actually. Oh, okay. You know, going for a bike ride, lovely. Yeah. Cycling, where the seat is, like, above the handlebars (laughs) and you're aerodynamic and you're wearing, like, plastic. Yeah. Also, what is with those uniforms? I don't understand. Are you supposed to wear a shirt under the... Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like a leotard. It's basically, like, rubber short overalls. Yeah, yeah. 
Lycra, mm-hmm. whatever Lycra is. Who no one knows. There's a guy I follow on TikTok, ring the TikTok bell, um, who is basically like he knows what he's doing. And it's just wearing a biker's uniform. Mm-hmm. And they're like trying to contain his boobies. And it's pretty shocking. Cannot be contained. But I'm like, are you supposed to wear a shirt with that also? And if you are Usually you're supposed to wear like a jersey over it. Oh, right, because then there's, like, the zip-up yeah. thing over it. Yeah. Um, why is it designed that way? <laughs> it's, I don't know. <laughs> that uniform, it just seems like either make it one piece or leave your tits out. Yeah, yeah. Stop hiding them from me. Yeah. Ultimately, I don't like biking where it's, like, even a bike where it's, like, what is, how come there's 10 speeds? <laughs> there should be three at most. Right. And, like, sometimes it goes too fast. Yeah. That last speed is too fast. Also, biking uphill, I'd literally rather drive into traffic. (laughs) If the option is go up this hill or drive into a semi-truck, I'm choosing the semi-truck. Well, yeah. Especially because we're from the Midwest and the flat, flat lands of the Midwest. I do not have the muscles in my body to go uphill whether I am walking or biking. Exactly. I, yesterday, once again, biked from Chelsea to Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. No helmet. Leon. (laughs) Father, text Matt, text Um, him, bully him. It's about a 30 to 40 minute ride. I did use the electric bike. Mm -hmm. um, More reason to wear a helmet. (laughs) But I, the electric bikes, the way that the city bikes in New York work is that there's like one electric bike to every like 100 normal bikes. Uh So you have to really seek them out. And I yesterday actually just took a normal bike in the opposite direction so that I could get an electric bike. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I drove 10 minutes out of the way just to get an electric bike to then drive back Uh uh because I did not want to put in the effort to actually pedal. No, you just played kickball and it was so fucking hot. Yeah. And I earned it. Yeah. And I didn't drink. Wow. I didn't go to the bar yesterday because I'm going to Chicago. So I was like, I'll miss our celebration, I guess. Um, the point is, I don't like cycling. I also once in college was very proud because I rode my bike all the way from Evanston on the north side down to like Navy Pier. Oh, yeah. And when I got off the bike, I was like, oh, my God, what is this third testicle? And it was just a giant like welt that had formed from the seat rubbing against <laughs> The inside of my thigh. Wow. Ultimately, yeah, bikes are incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, no, for sure. Anyway, next, hiking slash backpacking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the hiking where you're like, you have to hold two sticks in your hands <laughs> yeah. the whole time to kind of like whatever they call that, cross-country hiking. Yeah. Where it's like you're walking either up such a steep incline or for such a long distance that you literally need other appendages to keep you upright. <laughs> I don't think that should be allowed. No, no, no. We evolved to walk on two feet and like that should be it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, also hiking in most places where people go hiking, there's always a sign at the entrance that's like, there's a good chance you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. Um, just so you know, like your phone won't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get lost, we're not liable. Even if you don't get lost, you're probably going to get eaten by something. Yeah, there are plenty of things here to eat you. Right. And things that we know about, things that we don't know about. Right. Like there's been sightings of some type of creature, mm-hmm. you know, that weighs 700 pounds 
accounts. and Also, a couple serial killers may be on the loose here. We don't know. Also true. Yeah, if I were getting into serial killing, and maybe I will, yeah, um, yeah I'd start with hikers. Right. Because they deserve it. Yeah. Also, yeah, the idea of backpacking, where not only are you hiking, but you're also camping, and you're carrying everything that you need on you. Right. You're also a car trunk. Right. I think it's ridiculous when I am expected to survive out of just a suitcase when I travel. Mm -hmm. Not even a carry-on, but like a full suitcase. Right. And the idea of not only carrying just my clothes and sort of essentials, but also like shelter. And food. (laughs) And food on my back. Yeah. That is... Water. That is astounding. That's the worst part. I've been backpacking a couple of times, and that's the worst part is the water, which thankfully, the more you drink it, the less it weighs. Yeah, but then it's inside of you. True, but then you just For a little while, yeah. Don't like it. Next! Roller skating Mm. or blading. I love the aesthetic of roller skating. Sure, yeah. I cannot participate. Pads on every joint. Oh, yeah. My one scar on my elbow. Mm -hmm. Do you see it? No. It's just kind of a weird kind of flap of wrinkly skin. I like just watching (laughs) you rub your elbow. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the listeners, you can't see, but I'm centrally rubbing the kind of clitoris of my elbow. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have like a flabby. Oh, maybe it's on the other arm. And that's why I don't even remember (laughs) where my one scar is. Remember when that used to be like the biggest deal is all of your scars? Right. And like that's all you would talk about. It was like, hi, I'm Barry and here are all of my scars. And now it's like. I do think a lot about how, like, when I was a kid, like, having scabs used to be a much bigger deal. And bruises. Right. Scabs, bruises. You know, you'd take a shower and the scab would get sort of moist Mm -hmm. and you'd have to. And then you think, oh, I'll peel it off. Nope. And then it starts gushing. to bleed. Yeah. And then you start the whole process all over again. It's, right, truly the circle of life. The point is, I got a scar on my arm because I fell rollerblading. Wow. Um, So punk of you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, did not have elbow pads on. Wow. Um, and I'm sure I had the ones that were like fully, basically shoes. Yeah. Where it's like there's like eight wheels on it and you can essentially just walk in them. I hated when someone at school had a birthday party at a roller rink. Yeah. Because you are demanding a level of balance, of, you know, inner ear kind of centeredness that I just don't have. Yeah. And a level of participation. It's not like bowling where like, oh, well, if you're not bowling, you can at least be like eating nachos or like sitting on the side and you're still there. But roller skating, it's like you're in in the rink or you're sitting on the side and everyone hates you. Also, you're just going in a fucking circle. Yeah. I hate rollerblading. (laughs) Not only that, but yeah, I could never physically wrap my head around how it worked. Yeah. I mean, one of the times where I was the most bullied was in a roller skating rink. I was in my 20s. I was bullied by a teenager. (laughs) This was in Indiana. My friends and I all were like, you know what? Let's do a denim roller skating outing. And we went to the rink. All of us were in denim. And we go. And this fucking 13-year-old virgin was just skating around us and was making fun of us the whole time. Because, And I was like, why are you? You're like, yeah, you're very good at roller skating. You're also a 13-year-old in Bloomington, Indiana, making fun of a bunch of 20-year-olds because we're bad at roller skating. Like, fuck you. And then I fell and really hurt my back. Right. I was going to say, I mean, not to be mean, but you did deserve it. We deserved it. it. Yeah. We deserved it for sure. I'm fully aware. Yeah. Yeah. He I, was I do kind of wish that he had bullied you harder, actually. No, um, I, it was it was tough. I wish he had hit you. 
Um, anyway, hate roller skating. Next, horseback riding. <gasps> Fuck off. Don't even defend Unfortunately, it. Unfortunately, oh, I kind of was a horse girl. Yeah, absolutely everything I know about you, <laughs> that tracks. I think all of our listeners know that instinctively. Yeah. You are a horse girl. I know I'm um, a horse girl. Yeah, uh, you still have that energy about you. It's really? kind of like once you're a horse girl, it's hard to get that kind of stench Fuck. off of you. It's kind of like getting hit by a skunk. <laughs> Do you know, like you're going to have to get scrubbed in a tomato bath yeah. before the horse girl gets off of you. Damn. I just don't like the idea of kind of relying on some beast for my travel. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's disrespectful also to the horse. Also on a hot day, I do genuinely feel bad. I used to horseback ride at summer camp and it was like always hot because it was summer in Wisconsin. Yeah. And like you're on a horse and then when you take the saddle off, you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's so sweaty for you. Right. There's it just, just does an outline not seem of sweat for this poor animal. Fun for them at all. No. I don't think it's enjoyable for them. Yeah, you'll never catch me giving a piggyback ride to anybody because <laughs> I certainly would not. And I just don't like the idea of like this animal could just do whatever it wants at any given time and I would die. Yeah. What else? Rock climbing. I truly don't understand the kind of whatever caveman urge exists inside of our <laughs> hippocampus or whatever to climb. Yeah. It got bred out of me. Yeah, I know. Evolutionary wise, like you are far from those monkeys. Exactly. I mean, I do want the back of a rock climber. I think they are pretty much the sexiest backs. Yeah. Um, sure. But I don't want to do the work to, to actually rock climb to, in order to get that back. No, I remember whatever, you know, there'd be different walls that you could climb mm -hmm. up and whatever one was basically horizontal, where it's like, just kind of crawl along these rocks right. and that's rock climbing. <laughs> I The one I climbed was at a, like a 45 degree angle. Yeah. I also think that like the fact that rock climbing is on this list is like ridiculous because everyone claims it's an outdoor activity, but the majority of people are actually just rock climbing inside. And yeah. it's like, maybe you should call it something else because you're not climbing rocks. Let's right. be real. You're kind of just scaling a wall. Yeah, inside in a nice air-conditioned building. Right. That just has like cement in different shapes screwed to the wall. Right. I would like to be the one who gets to like paint the little rocks. That'd be fun. That would be kind of a fun way of... You know, uniting the jocks and the art kids. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I was, I was in art club. So cool. Yeah. I actually have been rock climbing like in nature. Well, that's the other thing. I watched this documentary a little while ago. About... 127 hours. <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah. The fact that anybody knows of that story and continues to go rock climbing is amazing to me. Because I for sure would have died. Yeah. No, no there's doubt about no it. way I'm cutting off my own hand. No. But no, there was a documentary um, about like free climbers, people who oh, just yeah. scale mountains, mm -mm. mountains, right. not an exaggeration, people who climb hundreds and thousands of feet into the air with no safety. Yeah. Just picks. What do you think and, you are, a golem? Uh, spoiler alert, um, it does not work out for the protagonist of this documentary. Uh -huh. But And I don't know why anybody does that. Yeah. I guess, like, whatever kind of thrill-seeking people get from that, from jumping out of airplanes, I'm just like, I don't Or I don't just because they really want a sexy back. That's true. I just feel like there's better ways. Get yeah. a rowing machine. <laughs> um, next, I'm choosing this one out of all the kind of lawn sports, mm -hmm. but badminton. I want to point out that you in the notes wrote badminton. 
<laughs> B-A-D-M-I-T-T-O-N. It is it is badminton. Um, and I, I love that for you. Badminton. Badminton. I badminton it. is the most Midwestern way to say it, which is the proper right. way. Which yeah. is what I thought it yeah. was, actually. And yeah. I said it with my whole chest. <laughs> <laughs> I will say we did play this in high school. Oh, yeah. This was like a high school gym sport. Which is like they only do that because they want to like get a bunch of kids giggling about shuttlecocks. Yeah. I was going to say poppycock. I forgot what it's called. Um, Yeah, which should not be the name of that little thing. No. It does not look like a shuttle or a cock. (laughs) Uh, It actually looks like a horse fly. There we go. If I had to be descriptive about it. Mm -hmm. It looks like a tiny kind of splatter of cum. (laughs) Uh, the point is, yes, as a homosexual, this was the sport I was best at. Well, yeah, of course. I did like that it was tennis adjacent, mm-hmm. and um, yet it required the least amount of movement. Yeah, and like also has like a bit of a doily flair to it within the shuttlecock. Right. I mean, this is a sport that was made for like British dandies. <laughs> it was like, you should be able to play this while holding a cocktail in the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> in like um full vest cummerbund oh, yeah. and, and heels white pants yeah yeah you're wearing a sundress you're wearing a giant hat you're in a lawn you know everyone is outside kind of with their noses in the air right that is the sport that being said i don't want to play a sport outside it, yes true or it should be said inside <laughs> what else uh talk, let's talk about water sports no <laughs> canoeing the fact that people get into a boat that has a seat the shape of your body hole it like it was just like one little thing that you like zip yourself into oh you're talking more about kayaking that's the word i was looking yeah, for kayaking. Exactly. yeah 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 right, right kayaking <laughs> <laughs> kayaking yeah is the word i was looking for i don't like the idea of your body is like zipped into a boat right and then if you tip over that's it. You're done. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Also with kayaking, canoeing, really any sort of boat water sport, but especially a boat where you are closer to the water, you're just going to be wet all the time. Yeah. You are sitting in wet. And I personally hate being wet. So that's not fun. Your shit's going to get wet. I don't mean your poop. I Well, okay. Your poop can get <laughs> your wet. Your poop can get wet. Also, if you have to go to the bathroom, you're fucked. I also remember um, when we used to go on vacation in Michigan, not to brag, and (laughs) my family, we'd get on a pontoon, which was the worst boat. Um, It's just like the least sexy boat you can imagine. It's basically basically a raft with with a canopy on it. I remember there was too many of us on the pontoon and someone like stood too close to the edge and it dipped underwater and so much water came. Like we almost sunk. (laughs) And I just viscerally have this memory of my mom grabbing our tiny Yorkie who probably weighed like four pounds <laughs> and being like she, we're all gonna she, die she's not gonna make <laughs> it yeah if they a sink, fish will eat her <laughs> right there's no absolute no way that she comes out of this alive no anyway I don't like canoeing I don't like kayaking I don't like whitewater rafting the idea that you see water and just think oh it's white because it's traveling violently down the hillside so I'm going to actually get into it and test my life no 
All of these things, you can get the same exact experience at Disneyland. Yeah. And guess what? You can drink alcohol and get a delicious pineapple banana smoothie. Yeah. You know what you can do instead of kayaking? Go to Splash Mountain. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You're going to get wet, but you're going to have fun doing it. You're going to get wet. You're going to have fun. You're going to be slightly traumatized because that storyline is upsetting. And finally, my least favorite outdoor activity, golf. Ugh. Get it out of here. I don't care how many straight men in your fucking khakis I piss off. Get out of here with your polo shirts. Your polo shirts made out of static electricity. I don't give a shit. I don't like your hat, your little visors that expose you your scalp to to the UV rays. Uh-uh. I don't like how 90% of golf is just finding out where your ball went. <laughs> 90% it's lost of golf, and found. Yeah, it's just making plans for where you're going next. You know what I hate doing? Making plans? Yeah. Making any decision. You know what's better than golf? Mini golf. I love mini golf. Give me some putt-putt. I'm a happy girl. Yeah, you have every. They have everything. They have little statues. The artistry, the storylines that go into putt-putt. Yeah, little windmills. There's mm-hmm. electronics. There's a little fountains. There's a group of teenagers who are whacking the ball as hard <laughs> as they possibly can, making you fear for your life. It's joyful. Yeah. And it's not taking up as much public land that could be used for parks. Yeah, or cemeteries. Yeah. We could be burying bodies in these golf courses. True. So true. The fact that people build their houses on golf courses also. I don't get it. And that's like a luxury? What is wrong with you? Also, I don't think that they are beautiful at all. I actually think they're quite ugly. Yeah, there's just no landscape. It's just like open fields. Yeah. And that is traumatizing to me as someone who grew up in the Midwest and who has seen lightning strike like a dandelion, basically. (laughs) I remember one time there was a storm coming in and we let a plastic bag go and just saw the lightning strike the plastic (laughs) bag like over our house. And I (laughs) that's so scary. (laughs) Anyway, um that's it for this week's deep dive. Fuck activities, fuck the outside. I will be inside laying down horizontal doing nothing. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier, starting with do-better white people, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. This week, I wanted to briefly talk about monkeypox. Yay, yay, the next epidemic. Um, I was talking to someone recently who genuinely had not heard that monkeypox was... Making a comeback. Right. And like, actually, like, it wasn't just a little warning. Like, it is affecting people's lives right now. Yeah. I was talking about the vaccines, and she was like, wait, there's like a vaccine? I was like, yeah, <laughs> this is like a real thing that's affecting people. But if you're unfamiliar, it is largely affecting queer communities. That being said, who knows how much longer it'll stay contained just within that. But the government is not doing a fantastic job at rolling out vaccines and learning from some of the lessons that we learned from COVID. So I wanted to highlight the work of 
Another podcaster slash author, Joseph Osmondson, Joe, he's one of the co-hosts of the Food for Thought pod, and he has a book called Virology that is essays that he wrote. He's a virologist, and, and he talks about the sort of interplay between virology and queer communities, and so highly suggest that you support Joe, get his book, and read that, but also he is part of this group of doctors and scientists in New York who are trying to study the spread of monkeypox, and they're basically funding it themselves um, and asking for donations. And it were trying to raise, I believe their goal was $100,000. They've raised about $70,000. they are trying to raise another $30,000 by August 1st. And yeah, they're working to kind of learn more about it, but also support the LGBTQ plus community's response to monkeypox. So we'll link to that fund in our show notes. You can also find all of our former Do Better White People suggestions in our Instagram bio. Great. All right. Let's talk about the TV we've been watching. Barry, what you've been watching? I have been watching Better Call Saul because the final, final part is out weekly. I love this show so freaking much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This final season, every single episode has been mind-blowing and just like one of the best episodes of TV every single week (laughs) ever. I need to watch it. Um, So that is back and it makes me very happy. And then What We Do in the Shadows is back. Um, So very happy about that. It's only coming out weekly, which I'm glad because I'm greedy with that show and would binge it right away. But also I'm greedy with that show and I am sad that it's only one episode a week because I want more. Yeah. What about you? What are you watching this week? Um, also what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Love that show. I'm very excited that it's back. Um, what else have I been watching? I can't really think. Honestly, I've just been watching Real Housewives. Sorry. <laughs> I'm on season nine of The Real Housewives wow. of Orange County. Wow, wow, wow. And it's shocking that I'm only halfway through. That is they upsetting. Nine, no, there's still seven more seasons until I'm caught up. But The Real Housewives Cinematic Universe is such a commitment, and it's a feat. Honestly, I think it is equivalent to what Olympians do. This is my craft, and yeah. I'm putting in the hours. I'm putting in the work to and actually fulfill this you deserve the gold medal. Of watching all of the Housewives franchises, mm-hmm. except for the ones that are bad. <laughs> um, I think... Real Housewives of D.C. only lasted one season because one of the housewives was the woman who broke into the White House (laughs) (laughs) while they were filming the show. It was whatever their name, the Salahis. Wow. Remember when her and her husband got into like the residence of the White House? Oh, my Lord. Fun stuff. Anyway, what is your non-TV chaser? Did I use this as my chaser a couple weeks ago? Freezer Pops? I feel like. Maybe. I maybe did, but you know what? I'm doing it again because it's fucking hot out. And also, it's great when you're stoned. Yeah. I just have, like, rekindled this beautiful, beautiful love of Freezer Pops. And I'm just really happy about it. It really brings me a lot of joy. Yeah. That and, you know what? I'll also say Joe Parra and Dan Licata for many, many years were hosting a weekly comedy show called... Dan and Joe and and sometimes it was a DVD show, sometimes it was snowman show, sometimes it was diving board show. For the past year, they've been doing it almost every week at the Bell House. And I went to the final one for this year. It was the final one. It was last night. They're both doing a lot of like touring, which is also because the fourth season 
of Joe Parra Talks With You is not going to happen. The show was canceled, which is so, so, so sad. And I did cry a little bit. <laughs> um, it was also Joe Parra wrote like the most beautiful farewell letter to the show for his newsletter. And it was like the best announcement of a cancellation I've ever experienced. But that show, that live comedy show was so fun. I went last night, Joe Firestone performed and her entire set was just having the crowd ask questions about Joe Parra. <laughs> amazing it was so funny sure. um and i was like nowhere else would this work but this crowd and, and then this, she answered the questions yes about she them? would answer the questions about him <laughs> it was was ridiculous as his television wife yeah and also joe was like right by where i was sitting and so i was like watching him watch joe do this it was beautiful so that series and like just live comedy whatever I I just it's like the only thing that I go out for and it just makes me so happy so I'm sad that that show isn't going to be happening as frequently at the Bell House but also means it's a good opportunity to check out some other live comedy shows that you know bring up a bunch of comedians every week so that also brought me a lot of joy and you know what I did when I got home I had a freezer pop gorgeous so good so tasty there's a cherry limeade flavor of good pop the brand wow i don't usually even like cherry flavor but cherry limeade is so good Mm. what about you what's your non-tv chaser okay well maybe on the on the theme of summer treats even though i don't know how many people want to like fire up their ovens Mm, yeah um well i did get a toaster oven i wanted to get an air fryer but i didn't get an air fryer because everyone on the internet was like an air fryer is literally just a toaster oven with a fan yeah and you can buy that which is essentially a countertop convection oven and it can do everything an air fryer does and more. And so that's what I got. And it fits an entire pie pan. <gasps> so I can essentially bake a pie in the dead of summer without having to turn on the whole wow. oven. What I did do was not a pie, but even better, honestly, Whoa. a pie in a pinch Okay, <laughs> is essentially a bottomless pie. Or a, like a cobbler. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A crumble. Yeah. A crumble. That's what I made. A peach crumble. I, I realized, I think last year or the past couple of years, like I fucking love a hot peach. Peaches are so good. Yeah. With like a cinnamon oat You know who loves hot crumble? fruit? Joe Firestone. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. Oh, God. Don't. That's <laughs> triggering, honestly. Um but uh, like a hot peach cobbler mm. with mm. like, yeah, that crisp, yeah. Sh- cinnamony, sugary topping with a, like vanilla ice cream or like a cool whip on top. So good. So good. Honestly, I'm embarrassed to say I like made it and it was gone within like 48 hours, <laughs> if that. You shouldn't be embarrassed about that. That is the one thing that I will stand over the sink at like <laughs> 1 a.m. just shoveling that into my mouth. That is how much I love that. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Beautiful. Now I want to remake it. You should. I also recently realized you don't have to peel the peaches. All you do is just cut the peaches up, throw, toss them with some sugar. Oh, honey, I could have told you that. But yeah. I think last year I made it, I was like meticulously peeling oh, no. the peaches. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no, no. Some recipes have you do it, but you don't. We really don't have to. No. Anyway, go get some peach cobbler or freeze pops if you don't give a shit about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can buy our merch at unhappyhourshop.com. As always, you can head to the Odyssey app or wherever you get this podcast. Follow us, review us, rate us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Marisa Roscoe, and me, Matt Belisai. Grace Chen, Meredith Rice, and Kirk Courtney help out with our socials. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkleberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Belisai. You can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RAMP. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Oh, bye-bye. Heat wave running through my heart. It's a heat wave. Ah. Oh. It's like kind of the melody at the end there, but not really. Oh, oh, oh. I only know that song from Sister Act. Good.